I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Long story short, there's so much shit to talk about in the last episode. I have like two more pages of stuff of just random Yeah, I don't think facts. you guys understand. This storyline is really long. And that's the best part. We're not even talking about that shitty Civil War 2 stuff. Like, this is just all new stuff. This is all stuff from 2006 and 7. Story done by Mark Miller and Stephen McNiven, who and did all Bird the Breaker. Edward Baker did something, and then you had Brian Michael Bendis. It depends. There's a lot of writers doing different stuff. A lot of writers stuff. doing a lot of stuff. So do you want to get into it? Do you want yeah. to get your references down? So I have a couple of theories I was going into. One, there's so many super soldiers in the Marvel Universe. Those six aren't unlike the six Legion that Captain America trains with. Um, mm. That being said, though, they all had like superpower rings that only worked. They were kind of like they're not gonna have rings. In this. They didn't have rings, so they're, they might just all have magic. Also, they were Nazis, so it's kind of hard to tell. But there was six of them, so I don't know if that means anything. And well, they do make a reference in the movie when Bucky says there's there more winter, than one. one Winter Soldier. Yeah, and one of the really big uh, super soldiers is named Ah oh, shit, I wrote his name. Oh, the Red Guardian, who's basically the Russian Captain America. Um, but you know. We don't ever see any really screen team, team, no screen team, or time or anything, no name, so it's screen hard time. to say. Screen time, screen team. Um, so uh, I actually spoke to the writers at Comic Con last year, and this was really cool when I spoke to them because I was like asking, oh, like, oh, what didn't make it in the film and stuff like that. They wanted to do like the Mad Bomb virus, which turns people into like cannibals and whatnot, Cute. which could have been that thing in the beginning with that red vial but i think that was red hulk and i don't know if it was implied in the movie but who hired crossbones to do that was it zemo did zemo hire crossbones they never say. they never really mention it maybe it was just him doing a gig could be just mercenary work mercenary work yeah and then he's just like fuck the popo and the cap cap pat 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 but I thought it'd been really cool to see Red Hulk. I'm very excited to see Everett Ross. I think we'll see Red Hulk. I think we might see a version of the Thunderbolts, a very watered down version, which has Zemo and Red Hulk. Red Hulk is the leader. I like Songbird. She's cool. Oh, another thing I want to talk about when you were talking about it, the video game. If you guys really want to get a gist of the Civil War story, but you hate reading comic books because video you're game. a weird guy, it's on PlayStation Four remastered. Marvel read, whatever. Ultimate Alliance Two. It's a sequel to Marvel's Alliance One, but it takes a uh, it takes the story of Civil War. It has some creative liberties, but it gets a lot of the stories down, and it lets you pick, you know, the outcomes, which is kind of nice. And you get to choose a bunch of different characters in your group. Yeah, and the art once. style is the same as the comics. I'd or argue. just play both. You don't have to just play the second one. Well, the second one's for the Civil War story. But they're both fun games. They're they're both good games. I made you buy them. Um, really cool. I think Iron Man had his bleeding edge armor, which is kind of like nanite stuff. Um, they didn't use it to the same comic capabilities. Like it has a giant laser cannon that can just shoot shit. Isn't he supposed to get a sword? 
Yeah, he has, you know, the part of Bleeding Edge also has a sword. Yeah. Do, I, do you think he'll have that for Infinity War? I don't see RDJ swinging a sword anytime soon. Excalibur! Excalibur! What about you? Did you see anything in the film that you thought was interesting or that was reminiscent? Nah. Nothing. <laughs> Why are we doing a bonus episode? <laughs> I can keep going until you, you see something. You could talk about this all day. I could. Red Wing was a drone. I thought that was cool instead of like an actual falcon. How weird would it be if well, Anthony Mackie just had a falcon? They made a reference to that. In Winter Soldier. But isn't the isn't his drone supposed to sort of be his Falcon now? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They but, sort of just modernized it. Yeah, which works. But um, Red Wing was also supposed to be uh, his because there was two Falcons in Winter Soldier. That's why he goes to those uh, soldier conventions or meetings because he's like my my buddy went down was hit by our so RPG meetings. Yeah. It's like, like anonymous. Yeah, anonymous, you know, PTSD stuff. And that's kind of, you know, really cool of those characters. I think it's cool because Captain America is also a symbol. Of I would like, like to see that superhero therapy session. Superhero therapy. I'm totally down. We should make a character that does that. Um, best Spider-Man I've seen in a long time. Too bad they didn't carry that to the next one. For a young Spider-Man, he's yeah. okay. Definitely. In this... Not in Homecoming. Mm -hmm. The Raft is interesting. Uh, so in The Raft is actually a prison. It's off of New York Island. A lot of Super Spider-Mans and Daredevil's villains go there. But in the comic books, the superhero villain prison is known as... The Negative Zone. Pr or prison 42. 42. Yeah. And, and you want to talk a little bit zone. about that? Um, well, yeah, they uh, the capsided people. Capsided. They tried to infiltrate Prison 42. And one of the annoying things I found in Civil War is every time Cap's team tried to do something, it was always like, Iron Man shows up. He's like, I saw your plan. I was like, dude, how? 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 There, there is a lot of ambushes. Like, I no, every single time that happens, they show up somewhere and they're like, we were here too. And I'm like, come on, man. They got to they gotta win at like sometimes. You can't always know where they are. Cap only has one ambush. And um, it doesn't go well. They lose. Why? Yeah, I just mean the entire group. Yeah. Every time they try and do some shit. They're, yeah, and do Tony's some always doing shit, He's always there with his entire crew. Um, so yeah, Prison 42. Uh, it's in the negative zone. Super high tech. There's n It's impossible to infiltrate. Mm -hmm. I thought that I mean, obviously, the one of the movie works because it's it more is. grounded. It's not supposed to be on a space level. But also, it would have been really cool to see that in the movie. The negative zone? Mm -hmm. They don't also have enough people to put in the negative zone. I'm like, okay, so that raft, does it have any other supervillains in it? Well, well yeah, they should have put villains in both well, of them. That's what I was thinking because I was like, that's a really big prison to have for just six people. You know? True. So I like six guys. You built a whole prison for six guys. Gay. Come on, don't, don't. They're all separated. Not, it's not that kind of prison. Uh, the Ant Man and uh, oh, one thing that was also really funny is when I was talking to the writers of Civil War. Um, they're like Kevin Feige will just come in and whisper and yell stuff at us that we have to just make work in a script. So apparently they were just writing one day. Kevin Feige comes in the writers' room and goes like, "Put Ant Man in Iron Man's suit," and left. And he's like. What the fuck does that mean? How are we going to get him in the suit? It's like Steve Jobs just walking in. Make a home button. Make a home button. Or in this case, don't don't make a home button. 
Um, that was really cool. And that was actually taking, I'm going to give sources to our comics because I really didn't have time. In our last episode, there was just so much stuff. Uh, 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 another reference, um, when Ant-Man is on top of Hawkeye's arrow, arrow mm-hmm. that is a reference to a cover on the Avengers number 223. Yep. That was exactly That's the same. exact cover. David Michelou and LaRoche. That was a pretty good one. Vision the Scarlet Witch. I didn't actually get writers. was uh, in 74. New Avengers Illuminati was 2005 by Stevenson and Bendis. Civil War was 2006. Mark Miller and Steve McNiven. And also Bendis did the Iron Man Civil War, which I really want to get into in a minute. But Do you think Zemo will get powers? Well, he's kind of like a super soldier. What if never he does that virus? Oh, that's a cool theory. I like that. That whole virus was for Zemo. Mm-hmm. Because his face is supposed to melt and into And that's why Crossbones was stealing it. That makes sense, but they didn't really elaborate that. Yeah, I think they kind of just do stuff. And maybe and build they, on it later. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're like, hey, that's a good idea. Exactly. They wait for us to say something. They're like, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, they just wait for fans to be on IMDb. Right. They just stuff make and, shit up. They're yeah. like, no, that's easy. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do that. So I'm thinking maybe he'll get powers since he's still alive. Yeah. So who rare. are the supervillains we have alive right now? Um, Abomination. Oh yeah. He's alive from Hulk. Uh, Red Hulk hasn't been created yet. Zemo, Red Skull. It's mostly Captain. That's a good Hulk. team. Well, that's basically Hulk and Captain America villains because everyone else just kills their guys. The Mandarin is technically alive, but he wouldn't work with the Masters of Evil. Um. He could teach them all Thor? Shakespeare or something. I guess Loki, but Loki's really not Masters of Evil material. Enchantress was part of the Masters of Evil. Arlem Zola is definitely dead. Who else? They can bring everyone back, though, too. Yeah, they can bring someone. If they somebody. decide to. Like, someone recently said Obadiah Stane was alive. Yeah, apparently he is. Which is uh, funny because he got shot. Jeff Bridges said he's still alive. Yeah, he's apparently he was like supposed to be alive. And I'm like, that's funny because he got shot with lightning. Again, I think it's that whole... Fans. Don't know if he's dead, dead in case the movie sucks. Yeah. If it's good, I'll come back. Oh, that's more of a DC thing, but I see what you're saying. That was in the early Marvel days. Mm-hmm. Um, So he can be potentially alive. Whiplash? Is Whiplash? No, Whiplash exploded. He's dead. That was so stupid. Uh, Aldrich Killian, otherwise known as Memento, Guy Pierce, definitely dead. Uh, Ultron, potentially still alive. He can come back. He can come back. It's a robot. You can just download it himself in a robot or something. Um, Ant-Man's villain's definitely dead. Vulture's still alive. Definitely I mean, not a Masters I, of Evil character. Scor- Scorpion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, most Spider-Man uh, villains. Venom, maybe. Venom's been a Thunderbolt. Yeah, but then that whole... I mean, we. I'm just yeah. saying we might see him. Potentially, yeah. That's a potential thing. In the future. Um, I think that's a bit for super villains, so it'd be cool to kind of see that. Um, oh, Crimson Dynamo. He might be... He's in there sometimes. He's not. He hasn't been in the Marvel Universe yet. But that brings me to that Iron Man Bendis comic. So it's actually an amazing comic. It basically goes through Tony Stark's mindset of why he believes the Civil War is a good thing. Which I think is way better. Because Captain America's Civil War, the comic, is actually shit. He just basically has sex with Sharon. She goes, yeah, I'm not dating Tony... Or not dating Steve Rogers anymore. And S.H.I.E.L.D. like straight up doesn't believe her. They're like, you, you totally are. It's okay. But... He can't Dang, work okay. for us anymore. Or she is still working. It's crazy. And then he beats the shit out of a bunch of AIM soldiers and then just leaves. Yeah, because he's just hiding. So there's not really He can't much. really do much. And it's like only one episode, so it's kind of lame. And Bucky's doing stuff on the side. Um, 
Oh, he's helping on he, the side. No, he's helping on the side, but him and Nick Fury, white Nick Fury, because at this point, Nick Fury's still white. Man, comics. <laughs> um, not that that matters. Not that but it, just well, it to, matters. Just to distinguish that Nick the, the different Nick Fury's. locked on the moon right now. Also, somehow that is his son. Um, yeah. I don't know how that works. Black Nick Fury is the son of white I think Nick Fury. His, I illegitimate think his wife son lied. Who lost the same eye. <laughs> the same eye, like father, like son. I gotta say, I do like white Nick Fury Sky Captain. I definitely like Sam Jackson, Nick Fury beats him, but there's something classy about When's that. Nick Fury coming back in the movies? Oh, that was funny. So in um, in the when they announced the uh, Captain Marvel thing, they're like, oh yeah, and Sam L. Jackson's gonna be in it. And then Sam and L. Jackson's like, at home, huh? he's like, I am? No one fucking told me. <laughs> the hell is this? Like, I'm sure he's under contract, but he's like, a phone call would have been nice. Oh, Sorry, you can continue. No, go ahead. I was going to get into the Iron Man Civil War comic. So, this is a Brian Michael Bendis run. It's my favorite Civil War comic out of all of them. And there's a lot of fucking good ones. A, why I, don't you yeah. first explain Iron Man's... Why Iron Man's perspective makes sense. Because well, I, I, I understand where he's coming from. I just know the government just... We'll always well, fuck, yeah, everything, fuck up. everything up. So long story short, Tony Stark's always been someone who is reckless. He's not a hero in the slightest sense. He's a guy who tries to do his best. He's a futurist. He's a tech guy, but he's personal. He's human. He's not Captain America. He can't separate his m- emotions from his morals. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Long story short, um, he remembers the fact, right? So Demon in a Bottle is a great comic that this kind of makes reference to. It's when Tony Stark is an alcoholic and he's like using the suit while drunk he's like getting duis basically in the suit not that's a gross exaggeration but like the avengers are like yo we need to fucking talk you cannot do this anymore like he almost killed three people with a lamppost just because he was fighting someone drunk it's like really disgusting and you get to see like the inner animosity of tony stark he reflects on this as he realizes that most superheroes aren't in check people do shit without even checking and he realizes that how many superheroes would have been better if they were better trained spider-man made a save made a saved uh, gwen stacy captain america even though that's like the exact exo- opposite if we want to use it as an example might have stopped the red skull before he killed bucky and froze cap for 60 years Stuff and like also that. there's these young superheroes coming out mm-hmm. that just they're New just warriors. reckless they just don't know what they're doing and there's since there's no regulation, there's no one to be held accountable for what they're doing, and no one to train them and tell them this is how you have to go about this. Yeah. But long story, uh, he's um like long story short, those superheroes just went out of their league. They fought someone out of their league and they lost big time, and a lot of people got killed. So he sees this as an opportunity to unify. He's he he he's a futurist. He's always afraid of what's going to happen next. That's why right now he's afraid of Infinity War in the movies. He's always thinking 10 steps ahead. So he sees this bill way before it comes up and that's why when he's in Illuminati, he's like suggesting that most superheroes get on it. The Illuminati by the way is comprised of Charles Xavier, Strange, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Reed Richards, Reed Richards, Namor, Iron Man, Captain America at one point till they erase his memory. Um and uh, who else? Black Bolt. So it's a big, big team. Of people. Oh, and Black Panther. Someone, someone who doesn't speak in a very Some, important yeah, group. In a very important group of people that need to talk. So it's kind of cool. That it's a secret Illuminati of people that needed to figure live shits out, live world events out. Long story short, um, Tony Stark plays dirty quick. He has Titanium Man attack 
the senator's building while he uses Spider-Man as a scapegoat to fight him off, to show and get uh, support for registration. He also like basically coerces Spider-Man into releasing his identity because Spider-Man's like, yeah, I'll join you, Tony. I think more superheroes need to be trained. And he's like, oh, cool. You're on my side. All right. You also need to reveal your identity. He's like, what? Hold the fuck up. I'm a college professor. I have family, wife, kids, all of, um, well, does have kids, but long story, he has a lot of other stuff. He can't just give up his identity. He's basically coerced into doing that because he believes in Tony. So Tony makes him do that. He uses the suit because he doesn't ever trust Spider-Man fully to scan his spider sense. There's just so much that he's doing. Meanwhile, what I think is really important, and the movie kind of took away from this with Pepper Potts. Um, him and Pepper aren't dating. Pepper is dating Happy Hogan, who is actually John Favreau in the mm-hmm. in the movies. So they're dating or they're married at this point in the comics. I forget. And long story short... Um, Happy is a bodyguard still, but he's like fighting Crimson Dynamo, who is like a an assassin uh, in this, who also has an Iron Man suit. Long story short, he fights him off, and he does a pretty good job. But at the end, he turns in or he becomes the paralyzed and uh, is comatose. So, um, meanwhile, while Tony's dealing with all this superhero shit, losing his best friend, getting punched in the face by Captain America on a daily basis, um, he sits down with his uh, ex-wife pepper Potts, and is just talking to her casually and she's like you know um he would never want to be like this and he's probably never going to come out and tony's like yeah i know he's my best friend i'm really sorry you had to go through that and she's like you know you could make it happen like make it look like an accident and he's like are you asking me to kill my best friend and your husband and she's like you know it's what he would want and at the end of the episode he's like i won't do it i won't do it i won't do it uh, he goes through all this other shit. He basically has a one-on-one heart-to-heart with Cap in the old Avengers mansion on like why he if he doesn't understand that this is important. He really just wants Cap to understand like he doesn't like this, but he thinks this is the only way superheroes can continue to work. And he Cap just is like, I won't, you know, I gotta plant myself like a tree. He's very much like, I'm not gonna let the government stop good Americans from doing what they believe is right people and, make mistakes but this is what's the best for the superhero community yeah and weirdly enough crime starts to go down like the, it has a positive effect and people who hated superheroes before they were doing the registration act start to really like them again and they have a better rapport with everyone including the government but there's still just animosity in the superhero community where they just don't agree and it's just weird Seeing it's almost like you have to live in a world that just has to be the way it is in order for people to live the way that they want to live yeah. You know, he it's like freedom isn't free, but you still can do things, but that doesn't that shouldn't be at the expense of us totally losing our freedom like being watched all the time or having curfews and stuff like that. Mhm. At the end of that fight, Captain America basically says like sometimes you have to do what's right even if you don't want to. And that's what Tony Stark thinks he's doing and then he reflects and he basically he kills Happy in his sleep. Like he's like just drink he starts actually I don't know. He doesn't drink. And that's really sad because at the, in the next comic, he's talking about what he had to do in the Civil War, who he had to coerce to being in his allies, who he had to fight, the politicians he had to bribe and whatnot, all the shit he had to do. And he's saying it wasn't worth it. And he's apologizing to Cap's dead body. He's talking to Cap's dead body. And then in the next issue, it's Captain and uh, it's Captain America and Iron Man talking. This comic book made me cry, actually, because I'm, I'm a bitch. <laughs> but it's... It's Captain America, like, I, because I, Captain America surrenders in the Civil War because he's like, too many innocents are, our lives are being 
destroyed because of what I believe. And if, if this is the will of the American people, I'm not going to stand in the way of it. He's like, superheroes, just lay low. If you don't want to fight for the government, just retire. And basically, this has a huge impact on the universe that's kind of way harder to go into. But it's really sad seeing Tony Stark regret everything he's done to try to save the superhero community. And he loses his best friend, who's killed, assassinated, and then comes back with a space gun. But space guns, though. Mm-hmm. So those are the main things that I think are just like really beautiful about the Civil War storyline. And that's what I mean. That's what I really, really wanted to see. I think it, you know, as shitty as Batman versus Superman is, I do think all the melodrama and all the, um, all the stuff that happens between the two characters is a lot better done in terms of making that emotional connection than this Civil War is by yeah. the end of the movie. And it's just I mean yeah. his parents have been dead for years. It's not it's not like it's a new revelation or it just happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more just he found out how it happened. Which I mean, I kind of do like that cuz you can see that Tony Stark is unhinged. He's an unhinged person. He's not he's not as even like controlled as Spider-Man or something like that. Like imagine Spider-Man's like I won't kill Uncle Ben's killer. Iron Man was like, "Fuck you, Bucky." That I mean, was like he was already chasing. That Bucky was like anyway. thirty years after, though, and like Peter Parker, ten minutes after, is like, "I won't kill you because it's the wrong thing to do." Yeah, Peter and, Parker's a better person. Well, yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Is like the character development is very different between the both characters, um, and that's why I don't think Tony Stark's a real superhero. But I still love watching him struggle. I don't know why. I'm an awful person that way. It's just interesting. Yeah, and I love seeing all these other characters be influenced by the superior registration act from namor being like oh yeah by the way uh the fantastic four is definitely split apart and at some point uh susan storm starts sleeping around with king of atlantis namor he had the hots for when she when she came down there he's like oh call me call me your majesty and she's like dude can we just talk business just talk business and he, he was not about it. He was like, sex, baby. I'm talking about you and me. Well, also, I think it's almost a form of revenge against Reed Richards. Because oh, he never he doesn't really liked like, him. Oh, he doesn't like Reed at all. Oh, Doctor Strange pieces the fuck out. Like, issue one. He's yeah, like, he just goes on like a fast journey. Because <laughs> the Watcher comes up at one point and goes like, by the way, the Watchers are in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So they're in the Marvel Universe now. Who and they only wrong? show up when shit goes wrong. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you guys can't do this. This will have serious consequences. Doctor Strange is like, cool, peace, and leaves. He's like, I want none of this. It's fucking gone. Uh, Black Panther, very isolated, doesn't come in. Namor comes in at the end, kind of, for a minute. Spider-Man's uh, team, Tony Stark, until Goliath dies. And he's like, yep, Bill Foster just died because of a robot Thor. And he's like, you had a robot Thor the whole time? You made a clone of Thor. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you try to create a god? And Tony's like, sounded like a good idea at the time. How the fuck are we going to fight Galactus? I do see Tony's ideas, but his his heart's in the wrong place. His execution is or, also in the wrong place. I'm that backwards, I'm not sure. I don't know, his heart is kind of in the wrong place. No, I, he basically it's that whole change it from the inside devil's, out. Devil's advocate. Yeah, so I see his point there, but I just don't agree with it from the gate. It's not right to let someone who fights for you and helps you give up their identity, especially when they have supervillains yeah. that want to kill them. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know why it stops Goblin or whoever from fucking coming and killing Aunt May or yeah. Mary Jane. Unless it's that whole Joker situation where they get off on not knowing who they are. That's a good point. <laughs> um, What was I going to say? Man. Something about shit. Something about shit? shit? Oh, the scene that I think is one of the best representations of the politics is Iron Man and Captain America in the embassy. When they're just talking, he's like, I'm trying to I'm trying to stop something worse from happening. I'm trying to save the Avengers before you tear them apart. And he's like in the room and Tony and him are trying to talk. He's like, there's regulations, safeguards. I think that's like one of the best parts when they're kind of talking. And then he's like, Wanda will be reinstated. Cap's like, what? What's wrong with Wanda? And he's like, well, she's locked at the compound. He's like, God damn it, Tony. Do you see what I'm talking about? He's like, I thought we were on the same page for a minute. And that that little room scene, I wish it was just more of that. I could watch a whole movie of that and airport fight scenes. And airport fight scenes. What about Carnival? Oh, yeah. So the creators were like, uh, we had like four uh, lots that they were trying to rent for the superhero fight scene. So the fight scene might have taken place at uh, Carnival. And that would have been funny. It's like this famous german carnival i think it was in that movie not salt but the other one with the little girl who's a spy hannah or something hannah yeah i think it was in that one that chick's from atonement same girl yeah do 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 uh still want to see red hulk super bad i think we'll see him yeah i think we'll see him and it's kind of cool knowing that the planet hulk and uh ragnarok storylines are taking place right now because they do take place kind of simultaneously with civil war and of the two rosses you spoke about the other one in the comics is actually a sort of liaison for wakanda he's the go-between to talk to wakanda to the oh, u.s yeah. and vice versa there's everett ross and there's thunderbolt ross yeah i like how marvel will change the name of like miriam sharp but they won't change very similar names yeah. You could literally pick anything fucking else. What's annoying is they'll refer to them as Ross. I'm like, which Ross are you talking about? <laughs> you talking about the Secretary of Defense or the guy who's holding this whole shield bullshit nonsense? I can't I can't tell. What I really like about these movies is that they have big consequences. So I find it super annoying that they don't distinguish the difference between Everett Ross and Thunderbolt Ross. I like I said, I think they just do stuff in like within the timeline of the movie and mm-hmm. then they figure it out later. But they're like, remember that guy that we never really referenced, but we put him in the movie? Yeah, He's that around. guy. He's important now. Yeah. I I, I, I really liked Ant-Man on, on Hawkeye's era. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. I felt like all the characters were really well done. Hawkeye just going like, fuck, I should stretch. You're going to fight a dude who can phase through materials and shoot lasers and basically... He's a god. He's basically robot Superman. He's like, I should have stretched. Like that would make a difference. Hawkeye is hilarious in the comics, and I haven't seen half the shit uh, in the, in the movies. I haven't seen anything. But I think this is the first time I was like, I fucking love Hawkeye. He's like, God damn it! Or he's like trying to fight all these superheroes. Tony Stark just shooting lasers, and he's like, Fuck you, Tony. I just really just love his whole attitude fighting Black Panther. He's like, I, I haven't met you. Uh, I'm Clint. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, okay, <laughs> let's fight. Uh, Black Widow is probably the most annoying character, I'd argue. I really For just sure. get tired of her. She's, she's always been annoying. And it's not a woman thing. I mean, Wanda's really interesting. You know, she's getting over the death of her brother. She's 
trying to understand what she is, her powers, and also the world she lives in is afraid of her. It kind of gives you the House of M mutant kind of perspective because she's supposed to be a mutant daughter of Magneto. But that's a, that's a, that's a discussion for another day. Get some money, Marvel. You got Disney Just buy the characters you. back. Yeah, get them back. Buy X-Men. You can afford it. I don't know how they would write that afterwards they just they'll do whatever dude they'll do whatever they'll figure it out they there's their timeline doesn't even make sense right now between homecoming and avengers it's a good point or civil war oh yeah well it's a good point too um which we talked about in the spider-man podcast um yeah there's just so much this story like uh i got highly recommend checking it out marvel unlimited please sponsor us we will we will it's just Talk Even though your app cut me out like game. three times, we love you. We love you guys, and highly recommend just paying that ten bucks a month for Marvel Limited. You get the whole back catalog from like the past six months to their very first issues of characters. Yeah, it, it's a great way to catch up on comics. They organize it by creators, seasons, events. So I'm finally catching up on Spider Man, even though I'm dragging my teeth through it right now because I do not like the way Spider Man's going in 2015. Not gonna lie. But I'm catching up, going to go read Clone Conspiracy, so that's good. <sighs> Civil War. I love this fucking comic, if I'm being honest. I think this movie It's definitely cool. a big a very good era for Marvel that we haven't seen for a minute. No, yeah, definitely. And that's kind of funny that we're getting the story arcs from like a couple years ago in movies now. Yep. 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 I think that's a wrap. I think our silence speaks for itself. Later, players. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from.